0: Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor, and welcome to a very festive Friday show. It's a show we got the same present of three different people last year, a gardening tool we didn't even want. Ho, 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 indeed. Please don't switch <laughs> off. Oh, I made that one up as well. I looked online, there was loads, and I made that one up. But please, everyone, don't switch off after that awful pun, because I promise you, we have a Christmas cracker of a pod, where basically all rules are off today and we sit virtual eggnog whilst ch- chatting about anything we like. To do this, I'm delighted to be joined by three wise men in the form of Asan, Howard, and Lloyd. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Is everyone well and
1: feeling suitably Yule-tidy? Merry Christmas, mate. I'm, I'm, Christmas, definitely, feeling, uh, I'm definitely feeling I'm definitely Yule-tidy. I've been for a hike. I'm exhausted. I was hungover, and I'm no longer hungover, <laughs> and I want to get to the end of this pod so I can eat more food and drink more champagne. <laughs> Sounds good to me. It sounds very
0: good, and you're basically in lovely sunshine right now.
1: I am. It's lovely
0: here. Yeah,
2: Lloyd, are you all set for Grimbo? Drinking champagne. He's changed, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> How the other half lives. <laughs> uh, yeah, mate, I'm all good. Weather's improved. I'm in West Wales for Christmas. Um, yeah, we, we don't have it. champagne in Wales. What are you drinking later? Uh, just fresh milk, mate, from the from the farm. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, how are things with you, man? Fine. It's it's sunny here, so
3: I've wrapped my presents, and the first time in 30 years I've done something sensible. I've bought some left-handed scissors, and it's transformed my life today. They still look like rubbish, the presents, but it's so much easier. Well, I, excuse me, ignorance, but what's the difference in left-handed scissors? What... what, what? Well, the blade's on a different side. It's not a symmetrical blade, so... Right. Oh. I've always used it as an excuse for why I'm so terrible at doing presents, is that I'm using right hand scissors. So I've got no excuse now, so... But oh, no, like, I'm on a scale of 1 to 10, yeah. how, how bad are you at wrapping presents? I would right, generally right. put myself at as 1. Basically, it's a thing now that people expect from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it I'm looks like it's been for.
3: booted around you know, like a Hermes van for about 6 <laughs> <some laughs> hours. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> well, okay, it's about the presidents It's not about the exactly. band. Everyone just rips it off and puts we, it in the bins.
1: I remember one Christmas... Me and Clara are terrible at wrapping presents. I remember one Christmas, we, we were at her parents' place. And we, you know, you put the presents under the tree. And I was just stunned out because it was so badly wrapped. It was so embarrassing.
0: Well, mm. I'm, 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 I might take a photo tomorrow because I'm very much the same here. Hannah is amazing at wrapping presents. I mean, they look like professional. And so we put them under the tree and there's mine and hers. Oh, man, mine just are so bad. Can you ever <laughs> see that Simpsons episode where Homer was late with his tax return and he just basically shoved loads of stuff into and then, like, wrapped it all up and chucked it into the post office? You know, That's my that's my Christmas wrapping, basically, anyway. <laughs> it's awful. Um, right, I guess we should talk about City briefly and then we'll move on to kind of Christmassy so, stuff. Yeah, the um, important stuff
3: after the football.
0: Yes. The thing I really want to talk about, we'll start with you, Lloyd, is City's Carabao Cup win on Tuesday, and really, I mean, the last time City lost in a League Cup, Boris Johnson was a Remainer. We're going far back here. Um, <laughs> so how has your relationship with the Cup changed, Lloyd? Did you used to, Were you ever guilty of using the phrase Mickey Mouse beforehand? And are you now thoroughly enamoured by the tournament?
2: Uh, I don't think so. I've, I've always quite enjoyed what the Capital One Cup or whatever what it's been <laughs> over recent years Milk um, so it's well, the Milk well, Cup was well. the best Yeah. <laughs> Littlewoods. that was the best one Little ones. I missed an opportunity there <laughs> um, but now I mean like the Pellegrini 2014 um, final was like one of my favourite games to be honest going there as a City fan um, I mean those ridiculous goals from Nasri and, and Torre and mm. um, so, no, I've always I've always been a big fan. Uh, I, I like how... I mean, I know the final's not in February this year, but I've always liked how the final's been kind of early. So, you can... You know, if you win it, obviously, you get a trophy under your belt. Um, it's an opportunity to go to Wembley. I live in London. So, it's kind of ideal for me. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I like the Carabao Cup.
0: Exan, uh, do you kind of take a lot of pride in the fact that essentially it is now the Manchester City Cup? Very much so.
1: Very much so. I think... You know, we're a serious football team and we're a serious football club and winning trophies should be something that we do every year, whatever the trophies are. Um, I like like our relationship with my personally. Every year, I love it a little bit more, weirdly enough. And I've had moments in the last two, like I think last season, at the start of the season, I I remember saying something like, oh, maybe we should – maybe we should – Sack it off this year and focus on the Champions League or focus on the league. But really, in the end, you've got you've got to play every game to win. That's what makes you a big club and you've got to go into every every tournament wanting to win it. Uh so yeah, no, I'm a I'm a big fan of the caramel. Howard, what about you? Yeah, well
3: as said, you know, I've said previous many times, not as big a fan this season because I mean, they Sand's right, it's gotta build up trophies, just try and win stuff. Yeah, you know, we've, it's been twelve years since the takeover now, and what what was our first trophy? Nine years, and there's no reason why we'd ever you know, try and stop doing. Uh, I don't think it, <coughs> sorry, I don't think it's really impinged on us going for this trophy in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't think it's you know stopped us winning the league or doing anything else. It's a bit more troublesome this season, I think, than any other. But that's because of the schedule. But it's yeah, it means a bit less this year because. I mean, just as Lloyd said, those final days have just been brilliant. Just as an experience, uh, you don't have the don't have the commercialism in a way, <laughs> even though it's called Caramel, of the FA yeah. Cup final, where you've you know, sh- like they've just put aside forty thousand tickets for sponsors and stuff. It just feels a bit uh, more for the fans in a way yeah. that the, the tickets are there, the pressure's off. You know, it's not it's not like a Champions League final. It's just been really enjoyable ride. I think just some great memories. You know, even like that semi final against Everton as well was just one of the best atmospheres I've ever seen in, the, in, in at the Etihad. Uh, so yeah, it, for that reason alone, it's a shame. I mean, if we do get to the final, I just don't know how many fans would go at the end of April. We don't know yet, or whether I want to. But yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it will. Uh, be able to go to a cup final, for a lot of us uh, mm. in two thousand twenty-one. So, absolutely, that would be an amazing experience after well, the year we've had. It's a cup that
0: just keeps on giving. I mean, yeah, like you say, after the year we've had, and then we begin a new year with with a derby and uh, a semi-final, cracking stuff, great, something to look forward to. January the fourth, you know, as soon as because I, I can't wait. I, stay. I know. I know, we, I know. We differ as regards to a derby, but it's in terms of kind of say mental health a lot of people, myself included, you get to January the 2nd, I have a, a bit of a lull for a week. I need to kind of adapt to a new year, you know what I mean? And to have that to look forward to straight off, that's great for me. So, January is yeah. a terrible month. So. Oh, it, it really is. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Um, okay, let's look ahead to the double header with Newcastle and Everton on the very near horizon now. Um, Lloyd, how
2: much rotation do you foresee? Well, there's. I mean, there's going to be. I think there's going to be a lot between the two games, um, just because they're they're within they're basically forty eight hours away from each other, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. um, There's. You know. I imagine if if certain players can get through the game, you know, if De Bruyne and Diaz and Edison and Walker and you know the usual suspects, probably Sterling, knowing Pep Rodri, if they can all back it up 40 hours later I imagine they'll play but I think they'll probably be at least four or five changes minimum probably potentially more so um, I you know Newcastle will just be the best team or what Pep <laughs> perceives to be the best team so no Foden um, and then yeah like I say I, I imagine it'll be probably particularly the attack I imagine it'll be at least probably two different guys um, and let's hope let's hope that Sergio maybe can start the Everton yes. game. Yeah, well Leicester last year I remember played
0: two completely different teams in a similar fashion Boxing Day on the 28th and um, two different 11s. I can't see that happening I mean, of course but yeah, I think there should be six or seven changes. Um, Howard, I've saved this question just for you mate. Six points are a must here aren't
3: they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> must win. <laughs> it must win. Depends what, depends what the aim is. Uh, <gasps> But, I mean, but it, they are though, surely. We did, yeah. No, we didn't really talk about City on the hashtag analysis show with Lloyd uh, earlier today. But we did very briefly say it's not just the points against Newcastle. You know, f- forget the league table. If we didn't beat them, then yeah, you might as well just give up, <laughs> just just give up for the season because they're so bad at the moment that I am actually quite worried about the match. Uh, I, I mean, we said on the other show. Liverpool have got... Liverpool is still a team you have to finish above. I'm not really... I still see it that way. And they've got three very winnable... At least two very winnable games over the the Christmas holiday. So in a way, you don't want to fall behind. So you're never going to get me to say must win unless it's the last game of the season. So I'm not saying it. But yes, I think... I think we've got to be looking at... Aim, obviously aiming for six points. Uh, and... Yeah, the Newcastle one, obviously, if we won 1-0, we'd all be unhappy with that because it wasn't you know emphatic enough. We should be thrashing a team like that. And I think there's an opportunity there, having scored four against Arsenal, just to, if we can just find that rhythm in the Newcastle game, we can carry that forward into the more difficult games after that. Yeah, yeah,
0: fair enough. Um, exam- who from the squad most needs a good Christmas?
1: You mean in terms of form? Uh, yes, yeah, like a couple of good performances over the Christmas schedule. Sterling, yeah, I think I think Raz probably is the name that that jumps to mind immediately. I think Sterling and Mares would be the top two. Uh, Bernardo's showing some green shoots of recovery. Um, yeah, I mean, I, there's nobody else really massively underperforming. So yeah, those two. Students- yeah, I mean it's <laughs> Gabby's a funny player. I suspect that. He will um, always be a little bit what he is. Um, And so, you know, a lot of people really didn't like the miss the other night. But, you know, I look at the header and I go, well, keep getting in those positions. Keep running. Keep fighting. It's okay. He's not clinical in the way that Aguero was clinical. But I don't think by any stretch of the imagination, he's having a bad season.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say Sergio Aguero for the reason that if he has a good Christmas, that means he's playing football. So. Mm. Yes, some of good minutes does me. Yeah?
1: I'm I'm a bit uh, I'm a bit wary. I don't think Aguero's going to start a football match anytime soon. Even even these two games, I think it's very early. I don't think I've seen anything when he's got on the pitch that makes me think that he's anywhere close to where Guardiola's going to pick him over. Over Jesus right now.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I do agree with that. It's um, I don't like what I've seen so far. He's clearly
2: kind of behind, isn't he? He's clearly mm. kind of struggling. His first game back, I think he looked quite sharp in that twenty minutes, but since then, I mean, I think the, the concern with this meniscus stuff is, is he comes off the bench for fifteen minutes and then he doesn't make the, the squad the next week, and yeah. then he's on the bench again. And we don't use him, and then he came on for. 15, didn't he, against Arsenal? mm mm-hmm. um, So, you know, a normal a kind of recovery period from injury, you'd be probably targeting he starts a game, maybe Everton or the one after, but I do agree with Ace. I mean, it doesn't look like he's kind of building that fitness. It looks like he's at a level of fitness, but it's not particularly improving, so...
1: No, I think, th- I think the other thing is that it feels like his recovery is incredibly stop-start um i think Peps alluded to that that he's had loads of little niggles and i think the issue with the meniscus is that you need once you once you get out the other side what you really need is like three months of fitness so you can slowly have consistency in your fitness so you can play more minutes game after game after game when it stop start like this I'm, i don't know i'm i'm fearful of this entire season for aguero to be honest with you well regarding Everton which we mentioned there
0: um, just a kind of a couple of sentences from each of you um, You know, I think we can all agree it's going to be the bit, bit, trickier of the two games but are toffees genuine top four contenders
3: for you Howard? No I don't think they're quite that I mean it's one of those seasons where everything's bunched up and yeah they could sneak into the top four but I mean, flip-flopped on so many teams this season, so they were brilliant at the start, then they lost a couple of games, thought, now they've run out of steam. Because the first 11 looks great, but I thought there wasn't a lot below that. But it seems some of the peripheral players are putting... You know, like Wobi, or never really sure about as a footballer, are putting in some better performances. But I just don't... I don't know. I think they're a bit too dependent on still a few players, like Dini out, which is a big blow. And like with with Charleston... And I don't... Yeah, yeah it's such a loss when he's out. I'm just still not sure that the depth's there for them to finish in the top four. But because it's a weird season and the fourth place will probably have a lower points total than previous seasons, yeah. so anything's possible. I think they are, they're going in the right direction. And I don't know. I, don't, I just threw you know, a pathetic against United in the Carabao Cup, but is that just a Carabao Cup thing? I still don't think they've got the consistency there or the depth of squad to be a top four side just yet. Okay, Lloyd?
2: Yeah, echo a lot of that. Um, we spoke about this on the analysis show. I think right. basically, basically, Everton, when they don't have their first 11 available, are just a shadow of the team. It sounds like, bizarrely, after clearly getting concussed last night, Allison apparently is fine. Uh, classic football not doing concussion properly. Um, but if he, when he, as soon as he went off, like Everton just completely folded in terms of a threat. So I don't think they're top four contenders. I think they've got a chance of top six. So they've got some good players, but yeah, if they, you know, if like Dino or Coleman or DCL or, or Charleston if a, if a number of them get injured, I think they're just they're way off. So um, chance of top six, but they need to keep you need to keep those core players fit.
0: Is there any of what you've you've heard from the other two that you disagree with?
1: Not really, but I did, I mean, you know, I think I like Carlo and I think the boys have been a little bit harsh about in terms of the, there is obviously a drop off in terms of quality outside of the, uh, the best 11. Um, but I don't think they're terrible without their best 11. So I, I agree that top four's not going to happen for them, but I think that they, I mean, I'd be interested to know what the three of you think. I think they're a club going in the right direction. It feels like they're doing it right. Carlo's doing it right. They're signing the right types of players. Um, and they potentially are building towards a top four challenge. Would you agree with me? Or do you think it's a bit more brittle than that?
0: No, I completely agree. We're after a striker in January. I think they're one of the very few clubs who we can expect to sign, you know, a kind of a 15 million, 20 million pound player in January. Um, and with the with the idea basically of just strengthening that squad because who have they got when you take that but you know i, I appreciate what you're saying example certainly up front I, everton really struggle if you take their their kind of first choices out um Towson is just garbage um so we're after a striker they're doing the the right things they' are going for the right players and, and as you said they're going in the right direction um, and I'm for them. i I like the fan base I do i like it I've got a lot of Evertony mates. Um, they hate Liverpool. That's entirely coincidental. to dental. <laughs> um, I, I like them and I, I hope we do well this season, um, but just obviously not when they play us.
3: I thought they all sit together and hold hands during derbies. <laughs> yeah, the friendship derby. That's oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's
0: have a bit of love here for Fernandinho. Um, long overdue. I know we've mentioned him from time to time in the pod, but... Um, in comparison to the other kind of players, I think he, he just doesn't get the, the love he deserves. Um, excellent again against Arsenal, a player we will sorely miss when he moves on. um Ace, I'll start with you. How highly do you rate him when you're looking at the great Premier League midfielders of the past decade?
1: I think one of the greatest of the last decade, probably the most, one of the most underrated by some distance if not the most underrated midfielder yeah. in the Premier League. Because when you think about the hype that, that A has had throughout his Premier League career, um, I, I just, I think, you know, I, I look back for example, to Pellegrini's 4-4-2 title winning season where Fernandinho, you know, is people focus on what he did in Guardiola's team, but, you can't underestimate how good he was for Pellegrini as well. I mean, it's just, uh, he's, just the, the perfect dark arts center midfield player. He's, you know, in my opinion, he's irreplaceable. Uh, I don't think that there is, I don't think that you'll find any footballers out there with his technical quality allied with, his engine, his stamina, his defensive ability. It's just, you know, the one of the most complete midfielders about.
0: Lloyd, how highly will he rate, kind of, you know, in years in the future compared to kind of other City legends?
2: Amongst City fans or the wider? Uh, amongst City fans, fan because
0: as Isan said, I think he's criminally not underrated But when you look beyond the Etihad, but certainly amongst those Blues. Um, I, I hope how highly will he be up there is he amongst you know the, the Vinnies etc and, and Davids
2: um, I think he's probably just in the he's probably top of the tier below I reckon mm. of the companies the um, Aguero the silver he's probably like right up there with you know with your like Zabbers with those kind of guys like yeah. literally top of the second tier um, I feel like I feel as well that Ferner's um, legacy will be embellished by the fact that we'll probably struggle to replace him, and a bit like with Silver at the moment, we'll be sat there, we'll be sat on this podcast in probably a year's time, being like, "Fucking hell, he was good, wasn't he? Uh, do you remember that game against Arsenal in his last season when he was thirty six and he was just chopping everyone down, <laughs> um, just distributing the ball so quickly, just making those shit house files?" Um, so no, I, I mean, he's a great player. I actually, I actually think he's. Seems most football fans I speak to actually that aren't City fans seem to have hold them in very high regard. Oh, um, no, good for but maybe that's just my bubble. Um, but actually, on the f- subject of Ferner, because it's kind of relevant, I was talking to my mate who works in scouting, um, actually at City and one of the analytics teams, um, off the record, just as a mate, and he was saying, um, from doing the modelling, they've they think this. Zachariah guy at Mönchengladbach who we're going to see because we're obviously going to play them is like the closest thing on modelling that they've seen to Fernandinho probably out there in terms of That's the a great numbers. exclusive uh, I love that um, and I know that it's, uh, it seems like City might be interested I think there's been a few rumours or something so um, I think he'll be an interesting watch anyway at least in the um, Champions League games because I think he's he's very um, very rated anyway amongst people who watch kind of Bundesliga and stuff Love it, Lloyd. That's what it's all about. Nice one, man. Um, Howard, just your
0: own kind of thoughts regarding Fierna, Um And has, has has kind of your admiration grew as the years gone by? Because he has adapted, he has changed as a player, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, quite shame in a way that it's, was he 28 when he joined us? And mm. didn't really know much about us coming from, was it from Shakhtar? Or something? It was always it's always Shakhtar, isn't it? <laughs> One way or the other, it's always Shakhtar. Uh, yeah. I, when, we, when you look, I, mean, I just look back now and I think, yeah, of all the, the brilliance he's shown, I just think back about when we had to put him back into defence and he d- did a great job there. And how much we missed him just by having to do that to fill in for Laporte. And it's only with a player with that stature, it's when they're not in the team that you suddenly realise just, you know, sometimes how important they are. Because he's not obviously in that role. It's not the sort of player who's firing free kicks in or you know dribbling around five players. He's just mopping up and doing everything brilliantly and letting other players shine and just taking responsibility off other players and allowing them, you know, the attacking players to attack more. So I think he's just yeah a- astonishing footballer and it. He's just one of you know we've mentioned the names when people talk about poor recruitment in recent years or why we're struggling. As Aysan said, a lot of these players are simply irreplaceable. Yeah. I mean it's who I don't know every I've not scouted every player in Europe, but who and who would is playing to the level of David Silva that isn't David Silva out there now that we could have gone and replaced him. Yaya Torre was not replaceable. Trying mm-hmm. to replace Sergio Aguero. I think we're gonna have to have a bit of patience here and, and adapt how the team plays because these were not just great players in our team these are just Premier League legends I mean it's astonishing really how many players who were right at the top of the greatest ever Premier League players have played for City in the last seven or eight years Absolutely. and you do not replace them easily and it doesn't matter how good your scouting is we're going to have to be very patient on that front
1: I think the other thing um, is that I think that we we kind of look at these players now because they're complete And they have a complete history at City. And we talk irreplaceable. But the reality is that when they came, they weren't necessarily players who made massive waves. It's not like, you know, when we signed Fernandinho, a lot of people went, you paid how much for a 26-year-old, 27-year-old from Shakhtar? I mean, we know what was said about David Silva when he arrived. Hmm. I think Aguero was a... Aguero's maybe the only I think player that. Knew about Aguero, yeah, yeah, I think, I think Connor's yeah. maybe the only one where you kind of felt like that city side and a marquee player. He's a young player, but he's marquee. He's already doing it at a super high level. Um, so I don't really have, you know, I think that it's really easy to look at players like that and go, well, we'll never replace them. But the truth is that that's the evolution of football and football clubs. And I didn't think I, or I remember Yaya at his peak. I remember people going, we'll never replace this guy. And then I remember Kevin De Bruyne coming in and watching Kevin De Bruyne playing in the same team as Yaya Torre and thinking to myself, De Bruyne will be the talisman that Torre is now after Torre leaves. And so, and I kind of, you know, maybe I'm, I'm trying to make a defense for some reason for the, the people scouting at the club, but that's unlikely. You know, <laughs> cheeky twat! Uh, it's Christmas time, right? <laughs> um, but I do, th- I do think that we've got, you know, we've got more right than we've got wrong. Do you know what I mean? People will. It's very easy. You're in a way, you're only as good as your last, your last transfer or two. And obviously, Marez and Rodri have just haven't really worked out. And I think that that has put a massive cloud over the incredible business that has been done in the last. Five years or ten years, however you want to look at it. When you say about kind of making
0: you know few waves when they arrive, I always think that would Bernardo, because if we hadn't have played that two-legged game against Monaco, can you imagine? I mean, <laughs> I would have been perplexed. But hang on, who have we signed? <laughs> and yet, look at the player he became. You
3: know, so absolutely. Um, I was looking up uh, at Google Fernandino just to look up something for an article, and there was a blue moon thread on there. Yeah, I think about three months after he joined, of people saying what what does he give to City? So, <laughs> just goes to show he didn't just walk Everything. in Fernandinho and just boss the place. It took a good six months, for him you know, more. And, yeah. and let's not forget after that Schalick came from Germany, yeah, you know, I think he was shell shocked for about three months of that season as well. So mm. these players aren't yeah, you know, these players didn't just all walk in and just yeah, you know, take over and be world class. Uh, it took time and took yeah. you know get used to the system managers and the country they're playing in. Um, Right, I want to talk about Christmas specifically. I want to talk (laughs) about football at Christmas. Um,
0: It's my favourite thing in life, I think. Boxing Day football is, for me, well, it's like you've got Thanksgiving in America and, you know, the Super Bowl and all the rest. This is it for us. This is the pinnacle of British sport tomorrow. Uh, Sorry, two days' time. Um, Lloyd, how do you feel about football at Christmas? What do you love most about it? Go in, yeah, <laughs>
2: man. You just put a damper on it. <laughs> right, but that's 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 the answer, though. Yeah, I know, um, I know. But if you can't go, then I think being able to just after you've just feasted yourself on the 25th, and you feel like a fat bastard, you can just feast on football for the following day and just watch game to game to game. Yeah, the game and not have to talk to your family and, you know, <laughs> it's, um ideal really isn't it? So. Well
0: Christmas Day is about obligation isn't it and kind of family and all, And basically there's quite a few chores you've got to do Christmas Day Boxing Day is just for you isn't it it's basically sport, gambling, boozing mince pies and just this year instead of going to the game just lying on a sofa and watching game cold, after game. Cold turkey. Wait,
1: do, do you do you all eat mince pies? I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm taking this on a massive tangent now. Based Sam,
3: yeah. we've already discussed this on I, I, I enjoy mince pie. They are disgusting. Thank you, Howard.
0: Thank yeah, well, you very
2: me much. And Howard, me and Howard uh, disagreed. <laughs> yes. I said I'd actually eat them I would actually eat them not just at Christmas. I do quite like them.
0: Yeah, I quite liked them. And Howard, I would never suggest you did so on Christmas Eve because it'd be Bedlam down there today. But Aldi... Do a crumbly mince pie, which is delicious. Oh my realize?
1: god, the combination of Aldi and, 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 and mince pies I feel nauseous now. I've not I've not had lunch yet, lads, be careful. Yeah, you're drinking champagne, we're shopping at Aldi, we got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Don't diss Aldi. Me, get, I, got my, mince pies, I got my I got my I got my
1: champagne from Aldi. I got my champagne from Aldi, so how's that for a <laughs> slap back, lad? How is that for a slap? back and if you dis- want to google it and check it you can google it and I check will. it there's an aldi we'll just- in san antonio right well, yeah I got Aldi,
3: because got- it's the one place you can get a mince pie some bread and a leaf blower in the same place so. <laughs> um, i got a bottle of wine from aldi
0: um this week i had it last night it was amazing really there you good. go it's a fiver really good right let's get go. this quickly back on track before we move on to christmas food uh asan what do you love most about football at christmas
1: um everything about it. It's funny because we, we went on a hike this morning and we were driving back and I like to prepare Boxing Day almost in advance of Christmas yes, Day. Like I like way. to yeah. I like to know what's the plan. I completely agree with Lloyd. Like I had I'm I'm lucky that I had a lot of years at home where I could go to the game on Christmas um, on Boxing Day. And I had a lot of years away where like this year where I can kind of prepare a mad day. Like basically what I like to do is get up really early, do something, actually do something healthy, like go for a walk or do something a bit healthy. And then at lunchtime, like as soon as the 40 begins, like that's it. Load up my football manager game, right? Get, get the football on the, uh, get the football on the screen, get loads of scran around me, get some booze around me. And it's almost like as a day goes in the year, I don't think there is a n other day, any anywhere in the year, here, here. where yep. you can be cocooned inside oh. of a bubble of football, and nobody can touch you. Nobody can say anything. Not a f- yeah. No, Boxing Day is. Uh, it's probably this is going to make Howard laugh. After Derby Day, Boxing Day is my favourite day of football. <laughs>
0: <Unbelievable>. <laughs> Well, as I always remind my missus, basically, it's called St. Stephen's Day. It's my day. I, <laughs> I love it. It's the only day of the year that I buy the racing post. I've got very little interest in horse racing. I bang. Lo- I won't be able to this year, obviously, but I'll be banging on loads of bets on, on the horses, loads of bets on the football, and then usually, you know, go to the game, but yeah, I'm just going to lie on a sofa. I'm just going to eat loads and loads of food and just drink from midday onwards, and hopefully watch United get stuffed as well. Um.
3: Howard, how do you feel about Boxing Day football? Well, yeah, what a and boys said, it would have been. It's fallen on Saturday, and it would have been amazing. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something special about going in the pub on Boxing Day and your mates turning up. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of them are just so glad to have got away from family. You <laughs> went <your> the <laughs> never, well and... never seen people so happy to be uh, in the pub, basically. And it's just, it's just a great day. Yeah, I mean, Christmas... In itself, it's just over. It's just overhyped. I mean, there's you know, from September onwards, you have seen adverts, and it's it's gone like that in a flash. I think the week between Christmas and New Year is the best time, not Christmas Day yeah. itself. Because, yeah, yeah, you've got all that leftover food, you've got booze, you've got chocolates, biscuits. The football is just (laughs) wall-to-wall. Other sports as well, if you like. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's spot on. It's a shame we can't go, but, you know. Mm, Uh, Yeah. I was, I did actually, for reasons, I'm not sure why, I did apply for the ballot for Newcastle, but obviously we'll never know.
0: Well, I, I had to write yesterday about the importance of Boxing Day football this year everyone and just to imagine no football i know it's not the same not going to the game but just to have them not there not be able to watch them on the telly what the hell would i do on boxing day i mean it's just unimaginable football is so intricately linked to, to that day for me um and best of all it's a tradition in our house we always have a big buffet on boxing day as well and i love a buffet Oh, yeah. oh <laughs>
1: Boxing Day Buffet. Oh, oh, crackers, and Crack- 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 crackers and cheese, crackers and cheese. Dreams are made of that, Boxing really Day is. Buffet. And, and so and like leftover
3: again, cheese definitely is the highlight of Boxing Day. Oh, yeah. But, okay, I,
0: I, I, the, the memories of Boxing Day football for me is basically coming home in the car and remembering I've got a buffet to get home to.
1: <laughs> and that
0: excitement, <laughs> that excitement's far better than the excitement of going to the game. It's like, you know, oh, my God, I forgot we have got a buffet. <laughs> Right, let's move on to a game of favourites, sticking with a Christmas theme. Ace, let's start with you. Your one and only favourite Christmas song. Last Christmas. Really? It is yeah. a cracker. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm a I am have a I have a very uh I'm not ashamed to say this. I love George Michael. I love Wham. Like, yeah. <laughs> m- a massive, massive, massive fan. Guy was a big talent. Anyway.
0: Next. So how do you feel then about the slowed down versions, because there's loads and loads of acoustic slowed down versions of that song.
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, I just think there's one version of that song, and I yeah, think that yeah. you know, it's it's not, it's yeah. We, I don't need to hear the covers. I just need to hear the. <laughs> uh, Lloyd, your favorite Christmas song?
2: Uh, it's a weird one. Um, it's Donner and Blitzen by Badly Drawn Boy. who's obviously <laughs> a blue. <laughs> I really like that song. Yeah. Shut um, that I out. A sh- sh-
1: sh- little, little, little bit of culture from the youngster there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm big, a big Ballydrum Boy fan, and I like that song.
3: I would do what about you? I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of Christmas songs much, so I'll go Predictable, ignore mm. the controversy, and go Fairy Tale of New York. Oh, it's a, it's a. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, the poetry of the song.
3: Young. Yeah. Oh, it is a cracking song, yeah.
0: I can't think of another example of something that's so popular and so kind of embedded within the kind of mainstream psyche, which has such beautiful poetry within it. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's art and and populism kind of combined. Um, God, that was a bit pretentious, wasn't it? Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, can I say, I I want to have a, I want to give an honourable mention to Oasis's cover of Come On Feel the Noise. Mm. That's technically not a Christmas song, but that was released at Christmas '93, '94, something like that. Um, and I got it in the post with a Christmas card from the Gallagher's. Um, nice. And so, yeah, and I, I really loved that that cover and i really wanted to get in there the fact that the gallagher sent me a christmas card yeah. so both of well, those flex. things in
0: well i've been looking for years um on youtube I, it's not out there um, noddy holder was in a program which i can't for life remember what it's called now i had amanda holden in it and it was based in west bromwich ring any bells for anyone now no. no he was a school no. teacher anyway and One of the episodes, he basically mentioned to Amanda Holden that he used to be, you know, a budding pop star. And obviously everyone knows it's from Noddy Holder, so there's a little in-joke there. And then at the end, it's just him in the kind of gymnasium with a guitar playing one of his old songs, which happens to be Come On, Feel The Noise. And, oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. And I wish I could watch that again, but it's just not out there. And I can't uh, remember what the programme's called either. The Grimleys. Grimleys, that's a nice one, man. Uh, My favourite song, by the way, The Ronettes, uh, Frosty the Snowman. Oh, nice. (laughs) Love it, love it. Um, Aesan, your favourite present
1: you got as a kid? It was hard when I saw this question on the agenda. I was a little bit like, you have to remember that we didn't necessarily celebrate Christmas Mm. in the way that you guys celebrate Christmas. Um, But I believe that one year when I was very young, I got a BMX bike at nice. Christmas. So that's the first kind of quote unquote present that sprang to mind. I think the worrying thing is that immediately after that thought, I thought, hang on, is that the only present I ever got bought at Christmas in my childhood? And I'm concerned that it might have been from my parents.
0: <laughs> that might be the only present I ever got. I got um a grifter. Oh, man. All my mates got BMXs and I got a grifter and, you know, I've got to let it go. It's been 30 odd years now, but I can't let it go. I had to go out and all my mates were doing bully hops and all the rest of it. And I had this big lump of metal and I put on my Christmas wish, you know, on my letter to Santa, BMX. They don't even cost much. They're the same price. But no, I'm letting it go. I've got
1: to let it go. (laughs) I can't let it go, honestly. It's awful. <laughs> Mate, I wanted a I have remembered that I've remembered that I wanted a Commodore 64. Oh yeah. Oh. And I remember I think it was 99.99. And I remember like my mum just looking at me like I was mental, thinking that they were going to buy me a computer for Christmas.
0: I remember when I was about six. I put on on like a little kind of uh, wish list thing. I, I think I, I put seventy Shakin' Steven albums. <laughs> I didn't realize what albums. I didn't know what albums were. I just thought there was loads of them. I thought, oh, I really like that song by Shakin' Stevens. Can I have seventy Shakes? I remember writing seventy. Uh, never mind, uh, Lloyd. What
2: was your favorite present as a kid? Unfortunately for you, Steve, it was a BMX bike. Buy- was it? Yeah. Bastards! All of you got BMXs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember coming down and it was in the downstairs loo and being chuffed.
1: So you down, expect the downstairs up. loo. He had, a, he had an upstairs loo and a downstairs <laughs> loo. People are just we're casually showing, us showing off their
3: middle class rooms up, yeah. today. These
0: humble brags. Christmas cards for the Galagos downstairs <laughs> the loo.
3: loo. My presents, I opened mine in the outside toilets. <laughs> <laughs> but we were happy. Howard what was your favourite present I'm sorry Steve <laughs> <laughs> honestly do it Howard there's no greater present than a bike as a kid. go on lad well Drift uh, is still a bike I know well no I'm just saying <laughs> I can't I can't remember if this was birthday or Christmas so I'm guessing a bit here but the three presents that stand out above all of them that's bike BMX <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> S- electric and Subutio Oh, the electric, I forgot about it. It yeah. wasn't even the Sabuto. I mean, it was just the little extras really of Sabuto, like a scoreboard and a little stand, and yeah. just going to buy the uh, the teams themselves, like obscure Eastern have, European, yeah, obscure Eastern European uh, uh, teams that you could just buy off, there was this shop off Market Street based in town that was <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons type stuff, but it had a subuto yes. section yeah. as well, so... I it's got to be Bay one of those things, but I think a bike always trumps everything else as a kid. It does. I, I had a really weird
0: present as a kid, and I loved it, and it will always be my favourite present. I used to collect football programmes, and my brother got me 100 or 200 things in a big box of second-hand football programmes. And you wouldn't think of getting that as a present for someone, would you? You know what I mean? Because it's all second-hand or whatever, I don't know. But that just meant the world to me. It was just a you know, big box, opened it up, just loads of football programmes in there. Um, so yeah I'll, I'll always love them for that fair dooms. Uh yeah so let's just move on because I'm I'm mentally scarred now after that Christmas movie <laughs> Jesus um, favourite Christmas film A-son? Um I think we established that Die Hard is a Christmas film absolutely no, no it <laughs> is. yes it is <laughs> set at Christmas no, no, Yip, no.
1: Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! I'm swearing, and I'm going with Die Hard. I yeah. love that film, and if you have to, if I have to give a number two, then dead easy. Home Alone. Yeah, and just to know even more, Howard Trading Places is also a Christmas. Oh film me, there. me! Actually, you know what? I'm 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 taking Home Alone back, and I'm throwing Trading Places. <laughs> two. Let's let's
3: ask Bruce Willis, who says quite clearly, it is not a Christmas film a film is not a Christmas film just because it's set at Christmas so.
0: it is what? it's the definition what kind of, of a is it's no, got
3: that's... to have Christmas themes no, that's... Oh, oh, it does have Christmas you. themes okay. Yeah. okay I'll let you off it's a brilliant film so I'm not going to argue so I what's your favourite Christmas film <laughs> well if it was one Die Hard <laughs> <laughs> uh, Home Alone brilliant really uh, yeah. I'm going to go for Elf nice yeah good Ooh. shout out. I thought it'd be a film I'd hate, but once I got the cynicism away, yeah, stripped away my own cynicism, it's a really good film.
1: Well, very difficult. There's a lot of cynicism for you to strip away, lad. We established that last night. (laughs) Oh, I'll go for the Grinch. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: on brand, haven't I? Yeah, definitely
1: on brand. That's my type of film.
0: What would be your choice for a Christmas Day film to watch on Christmas Day?
2: Uh, Elf is my fave um, yeah. I think it's very clever as a film um, Will Ferrell's very funny uh, obviously a good writer as well um, and I like Home Alone so those would be my my two I've actually never seen Die Hard so I think I'll watch that this Christmas you've, you've never, never seen, seen Die Hard? what? I've never seen Die Hard no oh uh,
1: uh.
2: Uh. Nowhere what? to go, though. No,
1: I know. I know. Just, we just move on really quickly. We should just so, end what we part. We that would be a on. really we just dramatic move on ending. Really quickly. <laughs> yeah, totally. Christ. Um, I've got to say with Elf, the reason why Elf
0: works, obviously it's really good. Honestly, but James Carl. James Carl is the reason why Elf is so good, because he, he, he just plays it so well.
3: Um, yeah, a, young, um, a young Zoe Deshaniel or whatever. I'm mm, sorry for pronouncing the names. So. Yes, yeah. Um, Muppets well, Christmas Carol course. for me, by the way. Ah, I yeah. Oh, no, anything Dickens as, every as well. word.
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mupp- it's
3: like... Muppet Christmas Carol, or... <laughs>
0: no, uh, well. Muppets Christmas Carol is, for me, the best Christmas film, but also any Scrooge, any variation on Scrooge, really. I'm a sucker for that. Um,
3: and I've still right. not seen It's a Wonderful Life, either. So it's probably... Ah, it's beautiful. I it's... it was on the
0: other day, so. I think if you... if you watched it out of context, as a film... It's so dark. It's really dark. But because, you know, you're watching it at Christmas and, yeah, obviously the ending and all yeah. the rest of it, then, yeah, it's it's a beautiful film. But it's a really dark film. People don't seem to ever acknowledge it. Um, hey Sally, you a sprouts man? Yes. <laughs>
1: same here. Same here. Yes. How, how
0: do you do your sprouts?
1: Um, garlic, loads of olive oil in the oven. mm Loads of salt and pepper. Uh, Yeah. Not burnt, but like, (laughs) you know, like, well, well, well done. Yeah. Um, And it's funny because as a kid, I vividly remember asking my mum to take the sprouts out of my plate because I wasn't going to eat them and I didn't like them. But as an adult, I've rediscovered and fallen in love with a sprout.
0: Yeah, there's a few f- foods like that. I mean, olives, for example. It's only the mm. last kind of five years that I like olives. I used to hate olives, um, but, and there's, there's hope. There's hope for Howard yet. No, there isn't.
3: <laughs> with um, <laughs> Satan's droppings,
0: <laughs> with sprouts. What I'm doing later because I'm going to do it tonight. It's too much work to do on Christmas Day. Um, shred them. Uh, add loads of finely cut shallots. Balsamic vinegar. Um, Stood it with dates, so the dates kind of melt. And uh, add some chestnuts, bang them in the oven.
3: Just beautiful. Really nice. Um, how do are you
0: a sprouts man?
3: I am, but no one else in the family is, so I won't be having any. So. Right. I had, uh, yeah, with, but, you yeah, know, if I was, uh, in a frying pan with, cutting off with lardons, basically, olive oil. Mm. That's it. Yeah, that way. Rather than boiling them to death for seven Oh, man, the sprouts of my childhood, yeah, yeah. I went to Sugo, it's best Italian, I think, in Manchester last year, and I put a picture up on Facebook or Twitter. I had Brussels. It was Brussels sprouts pasta dish, basically. It was beautiful. And the abuse I got for eating that (laughs) was just off the scale. I can't believe that just... There's nothing wrong with sprouts. It tastes quite nice. I don't know why they get so much hate. Probably because they're just boiled to death, really, aren't they, sir?
0: Well, you're made to eat them as a kid, and if you're made to eat anything yeah, as a kid, yeah. then you're not going to like it, are oh you? Yeah. Lloyd, you're a bit of a food on the choir. Are you uh, a sprouts
2: man? Nah. Oh. sorry. <laughs> after, this, after this, after listening to you three do some loving of sprouts. <laughs> um, no, I reckon they're one of those foods that deserve the reputation they have. Um, maybe that's because my old man has never cooked them very well, which, is, which could be the case, because I've never ordered them out purely on the basis that I don't
0: So like them. Well, let's change the question for you mate.
2: What's your favorite part of a Christmas dinner? Ooh. Uh, pigs in
0: blankets for me.
2: I think it's probably well, it's either pigs in blankets the sausage meat stuffing or to be honest I really do like just the veggies like um carrots parsnips like that are done really nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah. All bread sauce actually is nice. Bread sauce is nice. Hey, Sam, did you say before that you hadn't eaten yet?
1: I've not eaten yet. I'm starving. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pass out <laughs> yeah. soon. Seriously. We Hello, went on Pat? a hike this morning, and I'm knackered <laughs> and I'm starving. And I'm. if you could see me right now, I'm literally sort of almost lay down flat. I'm that hungry. <laughs> right. Well, let's wrap it up then with one final
0: question for you all then. Um, let's start with you, Howard. How are you planning on spending this Christmas in these very
3: weird times? Uh, well, I've basically sat here for two weeks, so I'll go to see my parents tomorrow, basically. So, yeah. Uh, much smaller numbers because rest of the family, some work, some in retail, so can't meet up with two elderly parents. Yeah. But I can because I know I haven't been near someone, so I'll feel a release. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously, there's not a lot you can do anyway, so it's an isolation of sorts that I would have done anyway. It's not as if I can go to the pub or want to go around supermarkets all day or shopping. But I will feel a release after Christmas Day that I've not had to shield in a way, you know, to protect your parents. So, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so I'll go around there tomorrow, uh, come back late in Christmas Day. And as you say, that's when the eating and drinking... Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I put a bib on and just uh, <laughs> open the chocolates and just watch sports all weekend. So, yeah. But it will be a release in a way, I think, because, you yeah, know, I'm at the point where I'm not going to just stay inside because of the COVID virus. I will go out after that, but obviously to protect my parents, I've just been extra cautious the last two weeks. Yeah, and with the yeah the vaccine being so close, well as that you don't want to do something stupid at this stage, do you? I mean, in Wales the numbers have
0: spiked, and yeah, this, it, this is the first time now in the last two weeks. There's people who I directly
3: know now who are getting COVID but, and quite a lot. So it's yeah. It's I just a say a reminder. I'm, I'm, I love giving presents as much as I love receiving them as well. So Christmas Day is quite special in that respect. So obviously, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a Christian or religious person, but obviously as an English person, uh, it's still an enjoyable day with family and stuff. So, yeah. and yeah, I love giving and receiving presents. It's quite a, a novel experience in a way.
0: Yeah. Uh, how will this year differ to other years?
1: With you being out there in Ibiza. Um well, yeah, I mean, we're not gonna see anybody. We'll just be me and Claire um we yeah it'll be very quiet uh yeah. I think we'll do a lot of video calls um but yeah, that's it i think i'm 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 a little bit uh like i'm I'm not gonna fit fe- basically we're not gonna feel sorry for ourselves because we know that like we're in a pretty cool place, so you know. The, the fact that we, the fact that this year is a, a, is a year where we can't see our families. Okay. We can, we can get through that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, we're having my dad around now on boxing day, which we weren't going to do. He is in our bubble. So it's okay. But, um, because his Christmas day plans have been scuppered with, um, a long story short, he's going to my sisters and she had someone in to do some work on the house and he's been doing with COVID. So they're now isolating and, and I'm sure it's a story that's going to be, you know, happening all around the country. But just speaking to my dad earlier, and he's, you know, very kind of, oh no, it's fine, it's fine. I've got my, I've got my cheese selection. You know what I mean? But it's ah, it's heartbreaking. Mm. But yeah, uh, so we're having him around on Boxing Day for, for obviously, for the Boxing Day buffet. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it just heart goes out to anyone who's having to spend it alone this year, and. and um, it really does, Lloyd. Uh, what your so you've moved to Wales for Christmas? Is that correct? Yeah.
2: So I, um, I made the the journey before the madness ensued on that Sat last Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah. All the bands and stuff. Um, and both my parents have ha- had COVID, or they had COVID at the start of December. So it was actually the safest place for me to come, <laughs> right? Because um, they've had it, and they 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 were a bit ill, but they're okay now. Um, none. They're not infectious. So, yeah, I'm here in Wales. But then my brother, who lives in Dublin, can't get back, so he's on his own. So I think we'll be, like, video chatting him on Christmas Day. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just be hunkered down here. Hopefully go for a nice walk on the beach at, on Christmas Day or something. Nice.
3: Hey, that is nice. That's it it was a nice way to spend Christmas Can day. I ask a question, then? Yeah. Not to do with Christmas of you three. Uh Nothing to do at Christmas. So when we get back to normality, what's the first thing you're gonna do? You go big on.
0: I'm gonna keep
3: my distance from people because I've been bloody loving it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna, you're oh, just gonna, gosh, thing you're gonna go. Big just continue on. <laughs> as you did before. Exactly. Wouldn't? I'm
0: loving it. I hate people being in my space. I really do. I've always hated it. If someone just gets right up by my face when they're talking, it's like, and I'm loving the fact that everyone's like a, at least a meter away from me, and I want that to continue. So that's what I'll I'll just carry on carrying on.
3: <laughs> I, I admire your honesty. <laughs> what about exactly. the others?
1: What, is that? Throw a house party and hug people? Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Oh, I'll I'll hug one or two, I guess. But not <laughs> you're, not invi- you're
3: not invited,
0: Steve. You're, you're not invited really? after that. <laughs> a you're two metres
2: at all times. You're not on you your
0: fucking BMX party. <laughs> 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 Making mud tracks
3: around there, guys. <laughs>
0: Oh, right, yeah, go, I, I right.
2: think I would just similar to Ace, i just go on a massive night out or go to a massive party. Yeah. Um, I'm, to be honest, I'm really looking forward to going to a city game when um, the full crowd is back or whatever. Or to be honest, actually, you know what? Even if it was a half crowd at Wembley, if it was a cup final, I'd, I'd probably go to that. Like that, would probably be pretty cool. So something like that. It's it's
0: near. It's near. That's what we've got to keep telling ourselves. It's not Definitely. far off now yeah right guys thank you very much for today i really enjoyed that and um yeah thanks very much
1: howard yeah pleasure enjoyed that thanks lloyd happy christmas everyone thanks sam merry christmas steve merry christmas to everyone just very quickly uh dms are open if anybody's yes you know struggling over christmas If you want to see my ugly mug over Christmas, I'll do video calls with anybody, man. Over the next week, I just intend to Zoom with anybody who's interested in fancying a pint with me on a video call. So, yeah, just look after yourselves and, uh, yeah, look after those around you. Merry Christmas.
3: We'll be around the Twitter account tomorrow, so if anyone wants to drop in, do say hello, yeah? Definitely. Definitely. Well, all that's left for me to do is just wish each and every
0: one of you a very Merry Christmas. And, of course, how could we end this, this part of all
3: parts without this? These words, forever up the blues.